Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. And thank you for joining us and listening. It's another episode of Crossroads Connection. I'm Tyler, and I'm joined by Andy and Jamie. How are you both doing? Hey, Tyler. I'm doing fantastic. Tyler, I'm doing great. Doing great. (laughs) You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing I've been thinking about lately. What I've been thinking about lately is, you know, earlier this year, we put a theme out there called Transformation. I want to change that name. I'm going to change that name as of today. Oh, Uh, man. I'm going to officially change the name. Kind of joking, but not really. Instead of this year being a year of transformation, I'm going to say uh, the year uh, theme this year is just the word doozy. It's been one doozy of a year. Is is it the year of the doozy? (laughs) It's the year of the doozy. (laughs) It's been a doozy of a year. I tell you what. um, But Mm. in spite of all that, in spite of everything happening in the world around us, we have some good news. And I'm excited about the good news. We do. Uh, You ready for some good news finally for once? Yes. All right. Good news. Here's the good news. The good news is that as of tomorrow, June 21st, we will be back on campus for in-person worship services at Crossroads Fellowship. Come on, somebody. (laughs) I am so excited about that. It's been three months, actually over three months. It's been over three months that we've been in our building for worship. Now, real quickly, what that means is this. At the Millbrook campus, our hallways are big, our venues are big. We believe that we could do a service, just a worship service, so no kids, no students, no uh, classes, groups, or teams at all, just worship service. But we believe that because of our space, we can do so very well with social distance guidelines. We can keep the building clean. We've got a very good plan in place. Excited about our plan. At the Wake Forest campus, because our building is a little smaller there, both of you obviously know that, our Mm -hmm. worship center is smaller, the hallways are smaller, we are doing drive-in church out there at 9 and 11. So 9, 11, and 1 at Millbrook, 9 and 11 at the Wake Forest campus. Very excited about that. And uh, Tyler, where can we get more information about all this? Well, Andy, I'm so glad you asked. You can find (laughs) more information at crossroads.org. Everything about the reopening, everything about transformation going on at the church, crossroads.org. That's right. It's time for some good news, right? Exciting Mm -hmm. news. Oh, I needed some good news. Hey, I actually have some more good news. You guys want some more? Lay it on us, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) We have a fantastic conversation today to get to. We are talking to Johnny Evans. He's the Eastern North Carolina Director of FCA. So let's jump into a quick word from our sponsor so that we can get to our conversation with Johnny Evans. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit c3advantage.net. That's C3Advantage.net. All right, and we're back from the break with our very special guest, Mr. Johnny Evans, who is the Eastern North Carolina Director for FCA. Johnny, thank you so much, and welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Andy. It's really a privilege to partner with Crossroads Fellowship and to be on this program with you today. Absolutely. Well, we we are huge fans of, of uh, FCA. We're huge fans of of you and everything that's happening with FCA. We love that we get to support that as a church. And I know uh, I've been here for about 15 years. I started off in youth ministry here and 
we had lots and lots of great connection. In fact, um, our youth pastors are still connected with FCA in a lot of ways, and so we really appreciate that. And so, uh, Johnny, before we jump into FCA and all that FCA is, one of the things I love when we get a chance to talk to somebody uh, who's doing ministry and is in the area, uh, I just love to hear people's story. And so if you wouldn't mind just taking a few minutes and just kind of give us your journey, a little bit of your story, and, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Thanks, Andy. I was raised in High Point, uh, normal uh, middle-class family. Both of my parents were school teachers. My dad was a high school coach and driver's ed teacher at the high school level. My mom was a librarian, uh, had two younger sisters. We uh, went to a mainline uh, church, uh, uh, but I wouldn't call uh, my family a Christian family. Uh, I don't ever remember us uh, looking through the scripture. I don't remember us praying together. It was it was that obligatory, you know. We're gonna we, we're we're gonna be good people, a good family. We're gonna take our children to church, and so I went to church, and I just sort of endured it, uh, honestly. Uh, uh, but when I was 16 years old, a coach, and that's why I love this mm. this ministry that we're gonna talk a little bit more about later of SCA. But a coach that I I respected, and he had my attention, and he suggested to me in high school before my junior year, why well, I've talked to some businessmen in town. And we've got some money together, and we can send you and another teammate of yours to a Fellowship of Christian Athlete Boys Summer Camp in Black Mountain, North Carolina. This was 1972, Andy, mm-hmm. between the Miami Dolphins' two consecutive Super Bowl championship years. And I was a big Dolphin fan, yep. <laughs> football fan. I played football. And, uh, and he said, oh, by the way, before you make your decision, there's going to be a half a dozen Miami Dolphin football players at this camp in Black oh, wow. Mountains, you want to go? And I said, when does the bus leave, Coach? <laughs> I went there, and if I, you'd have asked me the day I left I, and, and if the question, are you a Christian? I would have said, of course. I, of course. I go to church. I have a good family. I, I keep, you know, keep my nose clean, so to speak. You know, I have my faults, but I'm better than most. That, that was sort of my, my life philosophy. And I went there, and I heard the gospel in a fresh way, in a relative way, I, I, I say, I believe the Holy Spirit calls my spiritual antennas to go up. Yep. And I, I heard the gospel in a, in a different way. He used Ephesians 2.8, uh, he being the Holy Spirit. God used Ephesians 2.8. Uh, I, I understood grace in a whole different way. That was holding me back, this whole grace thing. I was a works guy. You know, I want to earn it. And, and, and I had to surrender. And that was, that was a hard. I never surrendered at anything. And I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ as a 16-year-old at that at that FCA camp. Fast forward through the years, was uh, uh, you know got married, married a, a wonderful Christian woman who loved the Scripture. But when I got married, man, I, my my wife she was into the Scripture, and I got uh, I'm going to say righteously jealous, you know, in <laughs> yeah. a good good jealous way. I, I wanted to find out. I saw a difference. And I was still active in FCA, played seven years of professional sports, uh, came back, settled back in Raleigh as a 30-year-old, started raising our family, was in the commercial real estate business for 10 years. And then the Franklin Graham crusade came through Raleigh. And I was asked by some businessmen, why don't you be the chairman of this volunteer group? And I loved every minute of it. I I remember coming home uh, after maybe spending six hours or eight hours a day on, on ministry not getting paid a penny. And I'd tell my wife, boy, if there was a way that you could make a living in this ministry <laughs> stuff, I would really be interested. Yeah. Well, the Lord heard those words and thoughts and 
sure enough, FCA uh, knocked on my door uh, in uh, in the, the fall of 1994, and I surrendered again to the call of going into full time ministry. And I've been I've been doing the the FCA directorship of Eastern North Carolina for the last 26 years and partnering with wonderful churches like Crossroads Fellowship along the way. Well, what a great journey. Uh, such a great journey. And I love how God just puts us in places and puts people in our place. And so before we jump into more about FCA, why don't you tell me, what is it particularly about FCA that now, obviously you're an athlete, you played at, at the highest level, you played in college, you played in professional sports. So you had the goods when it came to athleticism, but what was it about FCA that just made you go, you know, this is something I want to really put the rest of my life into? Yeah, I understood the the, the context of sports. Um, I was That was a world I was comfortable in. I knew the language. I knew the culture. I knew the subculture. I understood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I understood crying after losses. You know, the average person might say, what's the kid doing crying? What's the coach doing crying? What's the big deal? You lost a game. It's a game. It's, we're playing. But but no, it, it's it, for those that are in it, it's so much more. And it, be, and it does become an idol. And it was an idol for me before I came to Christ. And frankly, I had to battle it uh, coming back as an idol in my life, even after knowing Christ. Uh, so there's there's negatives to it, but there's just something about that. Just the FCA basically saying we're not we're not we're not going to try to come in and and pull you away from the culture context thing that you love. We call it sports in our in our world. Uh, we're going to come where you are, meet you where you are, yep. uh, come to where you are, and frankly, for some reason, and, and well, I know it's, it's God's sovereignty, it's God's providence. He's, God has given FCA favor in the in the public school systems where, the, again, the average Christian probably would say public schools are a religion-free uh, uh, zone, you know, or, or, or a negative religion zone, you know, against religion zone, anti-religion. And that's just not the case, that, that, that there are ways to get in if you do it legally and lawfully. I'm not talking about you know, right. doing some subversive. Legally, lawfully, the the uh, you know the Equal Access Act of 1984. Thank thank you, uh, Mr. President Ronald Reagan, for leading that cause, and the law was passed. And now uh, we we partner with youth pastors like yours and others and volunteers. Yep. We could, and, and God is just again in His sight. It isn't because of anything that we've done. He's just said, "I'm going to choose this organization." to give them access into this sports world. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so for those that might be listening that might not, they may have heard the term FCA before or mm -hmm. seen something about it. Can you just drill just a little deeper into kind of the mission mm -hmm. and the vision of FCA? Yes. To see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. The key words, transformed, Obviously, by Jesus Christ, not transformed by FCA. We're agents, we're ambassadors, we're workers being used, we're tools in the hands of the Lord to be to see that to work in that transformation process that God is doing in the hearts. But then the next key word is influence, mm -hmm. and who are the influencers? athletes and coaches. Absolutely. It's just, it's just that simple. So, so, you know, I'm not an athlete anymore, Andy. I'm, I'm an ex-athlete, <laughs> former old has-been athlete. 
in a business con, maybe if you got businessmen or women listening, this might help them. Uh, this picture might help them. The FCA staff would be like a business consultant in the business world. You know, we're right. not, we don't work for the company. We don't we don't start the FCA groups. They're student led, student initiated. We're consultants. We get phone calls from the, the student leaders or wannabe student leaders or moms or dads or pastors and youth pastors. And, so, and, and then we basically uh, consult. We give, we advise, we, we have some best practices. We have some things to say, stay away from that. We can keep people out of jail. In fact, if they'll listen to us, we right. can give them good sound advice. We can tell them about the, we're not, we're not attorneys, but we can tell them what the law is. We can tell them what best practices are. We can tell them what's worked in the past and what hasn't over our almost 70 year yeah. history. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And you know, you, you've already hit on why this is so needed and important that FCA can get in and speak a language and like you said, a sub language and a subculture of really major influencers in high schools. And, uh, and these students, these student athletes, these coaches have such influence, not only with each other, but the entire school and thereby our, our city and everything else that goes on. So Johnny, when it comes to FCA, how, how exactly do you do that though? What are some, what are some of the staples of FCA here in the triangle? Uh, and are, are they called, what are they called? Are they called clubs? Are yeah. they called you know different different things like that? And how often do they meet? And what different avenues do you all do to accomplish those goals? Yeah, I'm going to do, answer in two parts, uh, Andy. First, I'm going to call it pre pre COVID and hopefully post <laughs> by faith. Post-COVID. That's right. Yeah, uh, you know, yep. this is what you know when we're when we're back to, to meeting regularly. We we call the clubs huddles. Yep. We just use there an athletic go. term. Love We're it. not trying to be too cute, but you know, anybody knows anything about football, there's a little break usually between plays and it's called a huddle. And we think that, that the st- students at the middle school, high school, college level, they need some little breaks during their week. And w- those breaks are called huddles. And during those huddles, they have a, they have a lot of, we, we give them guardrails. Okay. And say, stay inside these guardrails and it's the gospel and it's Jesus and it's, uh, you know, uh, if you have questions about how to get baptized, go talk to your pastor. Right. If you don't have a pastor, we've got some youth pastors that would be glad to share with you. But, you know, talk to your mom and dad. You're, if they if they aren't, uh, you know, church, go talk to your pastor. But keep, you know, the gospel, uh, love one another uh, and and pray for one another, share testimonies. Uh, some, co- some at the college level, uh, they have praise and worship bands, you know, so they kind of yep. it can get. But it's student-led, student-initiated meetings, Christian meetings, and there's in, in, in a normal time, a, a normal school week here, uh, an hour from where where you and I are sitting in, in in Raleigh, in the heart of Raleigh, North Carolina, for an hour drive, any any radius, there's over 3,500 middle school, high school, and college athletes meeting in one of these huddles wow. on their school campus with some of their peers in any given week during a yeah. school year. Yeah. That's so fantastic. that's, a, that's a over well over a hundred different schools represented yep. over 30, on average 3,500 uh, students. Uh, coaches can come but d- during school, school day. They can't be, they can't legally materially participate. Right. right. Yep. Uh, so they're there as custodians, uh, chaperones, if you were they're there to just make sure, but, th- but l- listen, a coach just standing in the corner week after week after week, that's an encouragement to a lot Absolutely. of these kids. They don't have to, they don't have to say, they don't have to share the gospel verbally. Yep. Uh, and then they have opportunities 
off campus, you know, other places, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that the huddles is kind of the that's the one of the foundations of our of our ministry during the school year. Then the other foundation primarily is what we call the camp ministry. And I've already talked about that. You yep. my testimony is a is a testimony of the of the power or the impact or the potential of a student athlete. We call it a change of place, meaning get get them get them out get them away from home, get them away from school, get them away from their hometown. A change of place, and then a change of pace. You know, it's a different yep. different kind of day. You know, uh, and then uh, uh, an offer of grace. And you know, when you when you add those three together, a lot of times you have the result is me. You know, an example of me. You know, they get saved, they get recommitted. And so the camp ministry now, unfortunately, this summer, we because of COVID-19, we had to call off our, our physical camp. So we're right. doing virtual camps. Excellent. I just participated last week, Andy. Wow. There were over a thousand coaches and their spouses tuning in for three straight days last week, not the whole day, wow. for an hour and a half in the morning, yeah. hour and a half in the evening. The keynotes were Mark, Coach Mark Rick and his wife, Catherine, sharing uh, about relationships, Tony Dungy, yeah. uh, and female coaches, uh, notable college pro-level coaches speaking to these thousand plus their spouses online. And then we have, you know, I, I mean, my first Zoom meeting, Andy, was was uh, 10 weeks ago. I never been on Zoom before. So, so I'm <laughs> it's no a whole athlete, new phase but, right now. But, but I can tell you, I found out you can do a breakout room in Zoom. That's so right. These thousand coaches were being, they would break after they listened to Tony Dungy for 45 minutes, share his something from his heart. Then they break out. We got them pre, pre, uh, pre uh, set huddles. And then they're being led, those huddle discussions for 45 minutes are being led by FCA staff throughout the it. country. Wow. And so there's an example. So, okay, we couldn't meet. Uh, you say, well, we're, are we going to call off ministry? No, we're not going to call off ministry. We're going to do something else that yep. we can do. Yep. And, and we're going to do the same thing for a, a leadership camp coming up here in a month, uh, a virtual leadership camp for a couple of hours every day for student athletes and coaches. That's fantastic. I love it. Love it. So with all those students, 3,500 you know, plus students around the area, uh, of course, all the people that attended the camp, is there, a, is there a story or testimony that just sticks out in your mind that you can share? Uh, at just a, yeah, just, I, I imagine that these are happening all the time. I know, you know Tyler's a product of Wakefield High School, uh, strong FCF Wakefield High School. My kids are products of Heritage High School, wonderful teachers and coaches and, and people there. And so we kind of get to see it, but, but what about you? Is there one story that just really stands out to you? Yeah, it's, it's hard. It would be hard to pick one, <laughs> but I'm going to get as, I'm going to get as, uh, as current as I can. Yeah. I received a copy of a letter that I just pulled up on my screen here that went to one of our staff that this was a coach. This is a local college. I'll leave the name out and the yeah. position and everything. This is a, a local college coach that attended this virtual coaches camp that I just this described, and this she's a, she's a, a female coach, and she said uh, I'm going to just read a, a two sentences out of a long letter that she sent to one of our staff, thanking that staff person. Thank you so much for for making me aware of this and 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 and, and encouraging me to participate during this thing. She said she one of the things she said was being heard and seen and understood 
in a way that we rarely uh, experience. What what interpreted, uh, you know, she that there's that, that culture thing again. Yeah, you know, there, there's she was with people that talked her language and understood wins and losses and competition and getting fired if you lose and and all the pressures of you know don't don't share religion to your to your kids and and she was encouraged and then and then this sentence followed. I think speaking of the camp, I think it was powerful and it impacted me and made me want to be a better coach and it made me want to know him capital H yep. better. That's awesome. And so there, there's so there's one coach, a yep. college coach in our area that think about the number uh, of of student athletes that yep. she she's yep. going to have influence and sway over and uh and she's she's a better coach she says and she's going to be a better christian coach because of spending the time in, in this camp last week yep yep and that, and that hits you know the the two words you mentioned earlier influence and transformation you know yeah. a coach that is now influenced and transformed and and kind of seeing it the ability they have now to go back into their programs and see exponential change happen uh, especially on our college campuses is, is unreal. It's awesome. So one final question with our time remaining, Johnny, and that is what's next for FCA? What's on the horizon? And part two of that is how can people get involved in FCA? What can they do? People listening right now that are yeah. fired up. I love talking to you. I'm, I'm ready. Man, I want sports now. Well, let's go. Uh, let's so, do it. <laughs> so people, people listening going, hey, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are former athletes in, in their own right, whether they're at a high school, college, or pro level, that now have kids and they're in the area, what a great opportunity, but what is the opportunity? What can they do? So what's next and well, how can people get plugged in? Great. The, the best way of getting information about what's going on is just go to our website. We keep it updated. It's not going to be one that you're not going to get a, a promotion for the 2015 banquet, you know, that's been updated <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, it, it's, it's, it's real time. It's active. You could, you'll find uh uh, well, well, as an example, my, my colleague with the Wolfpack Sports uh, Network, Gary Hahn, the voice of the Wolfpack, yeah. <laughs> shared his testimony at a virtual luncheon just two hours ago. Oh, wow. And that will be on on that uh, on this website. It's called TriangleFCA.org. Pretty simple, pretty intuitive. Yep. Triangle, the word triangle, FCA.org. So that's the way people get in touch. But one other thing you triggered when you said there's parents out there and all, and that's true. For something I haven't mentioned, we're not just relegated to school sports. Mm. If there's a if there's a daddy out there that's coaching a 12 and under boys baseball team, uh, that uh, he needs to go to that website. We've got uh, uh, materials, information, camps. Uh, 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 they can start their own huddle that won't be on the school campus. It'll be, you know, if, if there's a mom out there that's the, the volleyball coach for the 11 and under girls team, you know, club team, uh, they, they need to go to that website as well. And uh, so, uh, so, so what's next? We're praying, uh, like all Christians are, that God in his sovereignty and his grace and mercy is going to lessen and even uh, eradicate this this virus. Yeah, and we're going right. to get back to. Uh, I, I, I like to say I, I don't use the term Andy. Get back to normal. I think God's going to take us so far beyond what normal was. We're going to be better than normal. That's we're right. We're going to be uh, greater than normal. We're going to be stronger than normal. And so that's what we're looking for. At Lord willing, when the schools open back, if the schools and when the schools open back up this fall. 
we're going to be poised and ready, even though for the first time in 65 years, we didn't have physical camps in the summer. <laughs> yep. So there, it's a little bit of grieving that we've gone through, but we're praising God for these virtual camps and what he's doing. And we're going to trust God that he's yep. going to have us ready and poised to get going yeah. in sports and when schools get going here uh, in a couple of Absolutely. months. And so just uh, wrap it up with one final thing of, you know, people can go to trianglefca.org, uh, but, and people can get involved in different ways, but how can people support it? What's the biggest need that you all have for people that are listening right now? Yeah. Well, we have um, 15 staff people that serve here in the triangle. Each one of them are what we call faith-funded. They have their own personal support teams. It's very similar to other parachurch ministry right. and missionaries, and, and they go out, and they, as a part of their work, they go out and talk to partners that want to participate and help. So when someone goes to that, uh, that website, there's a place to uh, support, a support button uh, that they can hit, and they can see a little bio of all 13, 14 of those uh, staff people. And they may want to personally uh, make a make a donation to one of those folks. They may know somebody. They may not even know they're on. Oh, they're on staff, and they can make a donation there, or they can just uh, give to the General Triangle FCA fund. Yep, absolutely. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for your time. I am uh, I'm fired up and pumped up for FCA. I love it. Love FCA, and I really do hope to. I, mean, I hope we get to hear you uh, soon on a Saturday out of NC State. We're hoping it all gets back. And I I agree with you. I've been saying that to our staff and team and church here that. I don't think we're just going to be back. I think we're going to be back better than before we went in. I know that's a personal goal of mine. I don't want to come out of this the same or or less than. I want to come out of this greater, and I'm going to believe that for our church. I'm going to believe that for FCA and for you all, and we're going to be praying for you. And so thank you for your time today. Really excited for the future of FCA and, and our schools and our city. Well, thank you, Andy, for the opportunity. And you know that FCA is praying for Crossroads Fellowship as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Johnny. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit C3Advantage.net at C3Advantage.net.